discussed a little bit from the 15th chapter of the 10th canto where the uh, uh, the, the Gopastami itself is not described but the beginning of Krishna's Pogandalila Poganda means boyhood from childhood Kumar to boyhood to adolescence Kumar Poganda Kishore, and so uh, the idea is what is that with uh, at the time he becomes enters into the Poganda Lila. This is when he begins his cowherding. So he's ordained as a cowherder. There are some apparent herding pastimes, or herding pastimes prior to that. But that is the Seish Kumar, the end of his Kumar Lila, when he's herding the calves. And so with Gopastami, it's the beginning of his being a an official cowherd. And we, we talked a little bit about the tension between Batsalya Rasa and Sakya Rasa that arises as as the boy wants to get out on his own, so to speak, with his friends and have he shared more confidentially with his uncles rather than his father because he wanted to leave home and be a, a man, <laughs> so to speak, to be a cowherder. So it's very beautiful, um, that, uh, that tension. And, um, and as I say, we, we, uh, used as a kind of a launching pad for such discussions appropriately so the 15th chapter of the 10th canvas is the last of several chapters that showcase the Sakyarasa in the 10th canto and uh, having started there we momentarily we also backtracked to then enter into that through Gorlila and Godrum and we described how the Indra and the Sarabi cow after the Govardhan Lila went to Godrum, as explained by Bhaktivinotak, or Go means cow, and Drum means tree, cow tree, <laughs> cow tree island, one of the islands of Navadweep. The Banyan, there's a famous Banyan tree in Vrindavan that extends for miles in different directions. That's a meeting place of the cow herds for making plans for the day, and so forth. Hmm? And this is manifest in Godrum. Hmm? So, the Sarabi, the celestial cow, went there, got a spiritual position, night islands named after her, and the tree, Godrum. So it's the, it's the island that represents Sakirasa, and it represents Kirtan also. So we discussed these things, and as I say, appropriately, we entered into the 
Krishna's cowherding leelas through Gaur Leela, Bhaktivinotava's explanations of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in Godarum, seeing the cowherd boys, and they're seeing through his Brahmanism, if you will, to his cowherdness and uh, <laughs> and dealing with him accordingly and so forth. We sing about it every morning. What do we say? Uh, this is called... Um, what is the name by the time of the day? Uh, hmm? That's afternoon. That's at midday, yeah, but that's the Sanskrit. Midday is Madhu. Hmm? Guduli means cow, cow dust. Purvana samaye suklambaram. Suklambaradi. Purvana, purvana, purvana lila. This time of day, going out. Purvana samaye suklambaradi. So visiting the different houses of Suklambar, who's a Sak and Sakiras and others, in this early part of the morning in Godrum. So I thought we would uh, discuss a little more from the chapter, just in, in brief, and then ask for any questions. Um, we, uh, as we did eventually get into the to the fifteenth chapter, we very briefly went over the kind of introductory verses describing the setting. Krishna's Boganda Lila, the time at which he is Pashupala Sammato Sammato Pashupala. Pashupala means Pal means protector. Pashu means animals. Here it means cows. Cow protector Sammato. He became appointed as a cow protector. Yeah. As we talked a little bit about it, but these this occasion is more elaborately described in other texts like Gopal Champu, maybe Ananda Champu, and so forth. Hmm? Details of such a ceremony, very auspicious. Krishna gets his stick and and so on and so forth. He worships the cows. And, and Vrindavanam Punyam Atiba Chakratu. The earth was overjoyed. Hmm? By um, this this time in his life, because he's now a little heavier, and so his footprints will be impressed permanently on the earth, and she will be able to show them. Just see, yeah. <laughs> he, he he he's he's uh, uh, I'm connected with him. Hmm. Something like that. <laughs> Previously, wasn't uh, weighty enough for his footprints to make an impression. So. So she's liking the Vrindavan forest. Is liking hmm? um, Krishna enters with the cows in front of them, which is odd, rather than behind them to get them going. They follow him. Um, there's concern on the part of his parents, his mother, the Gopikas, that his feet are tender. He won't wear shoes. This was described. He refuses to wear shoes. In, in cow herding, it's not appropriate, he says, and uh, leaves them behind. They're concerned about the softness of the feet, the nature of his his skin has been described. If you touch it with a leaf, it will change colors. The idea is so tender. You can 
<laughs> something <laughs> just with a leaf it will change change color and so to touch the hard ground and stones and so sharp stones in the forest and the calves and then start going like this saying we will break the stones and turn them into sand and make it comfortable for him to walk don't worry let him go with us they are we explained a little bit they are in Vatsalya Bhav also the cows so it's just that they're mitigating influence between this uh, for this tension between Sakiras and Batsaliras. Sakiras is fully coming on in the Pogandalila. Hmm? And so he's gonna separate from his his mother and father and go all day long into the into the forest and so forth. Hmm? But the cows get to go with him. Hmm? And they are also in Sakiras, some extended form of Sakiras. So it's Batsalya. excuse me, Vatsalyarasa. So it's if as if you say, oh well uh, um, hmm. uh, the young girl's going to go and her mother's not going to be there, but Sumati will be there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Everything okay. <laughs> Something like that. So so Vatsalyaras has some participation there also. Hmm? It's funny because the, we, we we talk of protecting the the cows. Uh, we talk of cows as mothers, but but and they have a nourishing effect, but they need protection. Hmm. Way, they're also like like children. So, uh, so I want to introductory verses. We kind of very briefly. Went over uh, describing the forest's uh, beautiful reception of Krishna, hmm? um, activating itself in such a way as to enliven all of his senses. This is bhakti rishikena rishikesha sevanam bhakti ruchite. The difference between material life and, and spiritual life is, in a nutshell, uh, described. Sarvopadi vinir muktam tatparatvena nirmanam rishikena rishikesha sevanam bhakti This is probably the earliest uh, verse defining bhakti that uh, uh, prior to Rupa Goswami's treatise, he draws on the verse, I think he refers to the verse. Um, um, has some pramana, some evidence in support of his verse, Anya, what is it? It's also something in Gopal Tapani along these lines. And of course, the Bhagavatam itself, in the third canto, Kapila speaks, Rupa Goswami refers to this, and the famous verse of Sutta Goswami, Savai Pumsam Paradharma Yato Bhakti Rudhokshri. What is bhakti? Hmm? Um, some defining verses, but uh, this earlier verse of uh, Narada's, then, Sarvopadi vanir muktam nirmalam. So, be free from all designations. I am a Chatriya, I am a Brahmin, I am American, I am Indian, I am a Catholic, I am a Hindu, I am a member of this sect or that sect. Hmm. These are all external designations. Some external designations can be useful. 
for going within, but they have to be understood as such. Hmm? Institutions, I say, for example, they are meant to facilitate an idea. Hmm? Long ago, well, some years ago, we uh, published a magazine um, by one by force of circumstances in relation to my own inner uh, conviction as to how to best serve Prabhupada. I was, I uh, found myself um, not within the fold of his formal mission. I thought that uh, uh, we have to do some publishing. Those days we couldn't get Prabhupada's books to sell to others. Um, so that's how I started to write. I had never written anything but a letter or two at that time. So I started to write. We did a magazine. And um, it was called Clarion Call, which is a, an old English phrase that Bhakti Siddhanta used to refer to the, to the, to the what do you call the flute sound of Krishna in the verse, Sarvadharmam pratyajam amekam sharanamrajav the Bhagavad Gita give up everything, surrender to me, and so forth. Kind of a, one of the concluding verses. So anyway, we were writing in there, and I forget what, in reference to what article, uh, but uh, my godbrother, Chutananda Swami, wrote in out of, you know, out of nowhere. <laughs> now I understand he's more active, but he wasn't very much then. And he said that, that um, he was with Prabhupada, hmm? when Prabhupada signed the corporation papers for the forming of the International Society for Krishna Consciousness in New York. And at, at that time, Prabhupada said, now we are forming this organization to facilitate Krishna Consciousness, but if it gets in the way, then we will abandon it and start another one. Hmm. So he wanted to share that with me. Um, it's not... I don't mean to be political or anything, but it's just a point that um, that institutions have a purpose. We talked about the institutionalizing of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's ecstasy on the part of the Goswamis in the form of their literature that turned like the waterfall of his ecstasy into a lake that we could approach and drink from and bathe in and take advantage of in ways that we otherwise could not. So this is the purpose of such. Um, but uh, we shouldn't be blind to the fact that Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasthi Thakur, who was the, probably the first former of a hard kind of institution, if, if, if writing is a form of soft institutionalization, hmm, then, a, then a hard corporate structure hmm, and so forth would be an, ex, an extension of that. Prabhupada, in his own group, uh, made his books and the publishing separate corporately from the institution. And this is why. You know why he did that, of course. Hmm? Why Prabhupada insisted on the, his book, book publishing being a separate corporation from his um, uh, formal institution. I'm sure you, you know that he, he his idea was if the institution should become corrupted, the books would be would be not under this under that uh, auspices and so forth. So, so these are just uh, Bhakti Siddhanta, as I say, he formed under the inspiration of Bhakti Vinod, the first kind of uh, institution. He kind of like modeled it after the Ram Krishna mission a little bit. Hmm. 
I just didn't like the Ramakrishna philosophy. Uh, but um, uh, with missionaries going, and after Christians also who were coming to India, the Orientalists at the time, the scholars, and, and and converting and so forth. So I thought, well, we'd go out the other way <laughs> in, in a mission like this. So he kind of formed the first uh, real hard, if you will, institution. And uh, he wrote about the advantages and the disadvantages that could arise that we might recognize if they if they if they do so um, it uh, uh, we should keep track of the essence over and not get uh, uh, form over substance is not a good thing substance over over form one the form is meant to serve the substance if it gets in the way then uh, can be a problem. How do we get there? To, um, <laughs> such a yeah. So these are the designation, and it, it's a it's a. I just want to make yeah, obviously I'm American, I'm Indian, I'm black or white. These are designations, but institutions, even religious ones, and this is harder to detect, um, can also become uh, designations and so forth that. Uh, that uh, have to be overcome hmm, in order to come to a position to be able to really meaningfully engage one's senses in the service of the master of the senses. Hmm. This is, this is, in order to do this effectively, hmm, to serve Krishna's senses, one has to come out of the bodily conception of life. Hmm. And that serving other people's senses is loving them, right? Mm-hmm. Serving their senses, their desires, their minds, and so forth, is uh, our acts of love. So for loving God, one has to become um, godly, one has to become divine, one has to become free from material designation. Because invariably, the, as much as we are identified with the material designation, we can't give, because we are feeling some lacking. We are identifying with something that's empty, and, uh, and we're thinking we need to fill it up, hmm. add something on, something like this. So, so this is what we mean in a nutshell by a phrase I often use: the term "wise love." We're interested in wise love. So, sarvapadi vaniyamuktam and proportionately, as we come to this, free from material designation, then it's possible to. Rishikena Rishikesha Sevanam Bhakti Vichitay. Effectively, meaningfully, in, in every sense, with with feeling, I should say. We can do some service mechanically, and there, that's a good beginning. Hmm? Um, but to come out of the bodily concept of life in the context of that service, that sadhana bhakti, then comes to the emotional component of bhakti. Hmm? And I don't mean using your material emotions in somehow in, in Krishna's service, but emotions arising from bhakti itself. This is bhava bhakti. Hmm. So uh, with uh, you have to come out. That's out of the bodily conception of life. For this bhava bhakti means this is the Gaudi idea of of liberation. Hmm. So. Um, So the forest, at any rate, it's described here as 
it's welcoming Krishna as he's leaving the, the village and those behind, uh, the gopis, the elderlies, elderly gopas, uh, and elderly gopis and the young gopis with the, with the cows and his friends and the forest, the trees and the, the deers and the bees and the flowers, you know, they're all opening like... Uh, he's described here as the end it's appropriate tan mahadu madavo venum udirayan brito so thus madava plays his flute and enters the forest surrounded by coward boys gopir grinabhisvayasho balanvitaha and the forest is responding and so forth. Madhava is the name for Krishna and it means also springtime. So this isn't happening in the springtime. This is not springtime, especially today here. You can see that, right? As the leaves come falling down in October. Um, it's an old song. It's September, actually, but here it's October. Um, but it's uh, <laughs> springtime, it's become springtime. So this is the beauty of Vrindavan. It has six seasons, and the best of each season is always always manifest. So it has a seventh season, if you will. So the, uh, the, the autumn is becoming like spring, in which time, every, the point is, everything becomes enlivened and has to be like born again, or... Uh, awaking from the sleep and, and so forth. So everyone's becoming awakened to the opportunity to serve the senses of Krishna. Hmm? And this, uh, in his maturity as a cowherd, and he's going to be coming regularly, like, uh, as they understand, so the forest is overjoyed. Hmm? Hmm. So uh, this is the introduction. And then, um, the setting, and then uh, Krishna begins to speak. And uh, he begins to praise the forest and to glorify his his brother Balaram. So this is chapter about Sakyaras. Balaram has, this is um, substantially the, the, the friend of Krishna. He's the best friend of Krishna. He also his 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 sake is sankul. I mean, it's mixed with other sentiments, mixed with vatsalya, mixed with dasya. So we find um, in these chapters about sakiras each of these sentiments showing itself. In the end of the Brahma Vimohan Lila, we find the uh, the dasya. Did I say dasya? Dasya and vatsalya. The dasya of Balaram. That's a mixed with his friendship where he offers respects to Krishna whose mystic power is extraordinary and Balaram realizes he's been up to something for the last year and uh, all the cows and calves he has expanded at ca- as him, calves and coward boys as himself and Balaram realizes this and he offers beautiful prayer to his master of mysticism hmm. so this is this Exhibiting some dasya bhav, hmm. and um, and matsalya um, bhav. Uh, uh, some here where he offers Balaram as the 
he's going to praise him now as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Um, and uh, Sakiras also, maybe earlier in Brahma Vimohan Leela 11, 12. Um, uh, so, still substantially here is the, the, the friendship with Balaram and of course all this praise he gives to Balaram. This is all in the comedic spirit, Hasya Rasa. Hmm. So you can see here, if we go through a little bit, then the, 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 it's very much showcasing the Sakirasa and the other sentiments that are uh, often accompanying it. We have Hasirasa means one of the secondary rasas, while the uh, the primary rasa, the Stayibhav, defines the person, if you will, and then that person is is personhood as a friend or as a parent hmm? in a general sense uh, I'm just saying defining as a friend still then there are emotions that come and go come and go and augment the friendship and hmm? uh, these are transitory they are uh, we call, Rupa Goswami refers to them as the Vyabhichari or Sanchari they come and they go hmm? but some some sentiments are peculiar in that they act like sancharis, in that they come and then they go. And the sanchari bhavs don't have the power to define a person. Hmm? They have the power to augment the definition of a person, if you will, hmm? for a short period of time in a particular way. Hmm? Making a lover a despondent lover, hmm? for example. Hmm? So that is the influence of the sanchari, for example, in, in romantic love. So um, while such uh, uh, the, the secondary rasas like hasya, they come and they go, they're, then they're like sanchari bhavs, they're different from them at the same time in that they have the power to define a person for some time, then they will recede. The Sakiras, the difference between for the primary uh, Rasas is they define a person forever. Mm-hmm. There's no changing there. That is the, you don't, shouldn't think like that. Some people think, can I change my Rasa? What about Uddhava? He came to Vrindavan. He wanted to be a gopi. So it looked like he wanted to change his rasa, but no, he did not want to become a gopi. Hmm? He wanted to have the same intensity of the gopi's love hmm? within the context of his own love. And he thought, if I could take birth as a blade of grass and they'd step on me, then let me be possible. I'd get that kind of intensity. Hmm? So the commentators are very clear to point this out for the sake of emphasizing this point. This. Uh, you also then we should we should know that while there are sometimes descriptions of devotees with different identified with different persons, like I think we discussed this the other day to some extent, like Kavi Karnapur's describing the different uh, associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and he's this one and this one and this one at the same time, and so forth. These are not necessarily literal um, explanations of who. Uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's associates 
are in Krishna Lila in every respect. And furthermore, those persons, Narutam says what? What does he say? Gorangair Sangi Gani Nityasidakurimani. They're special people. Hmm? They're not like us. Hmm? We are the the Buddha Jivas. Hmm? It's not a bad thing. Everything all all's well that ends well, something like that. <laughs> you have to look at it like that. Hmm? The Buddha Jivas they have no uh, uh, they're part of the world, so to speak. Hmm? And um, jivas and the, and and the uh, Maya Shakti and the Jiva Shakti make up the world. And what's the binding force to connect them? That's called karma. Hmm? So, therefore, as as there's no beginning to the world, the worlds are coming and going from a time without beginning compared to the breath of Vishnu, which, if Vishnu has no beginning, then his breathing has no beginning, is the idea. These are beautiful ideas. We should not, we should, <laughs> objection to these ideas tends to be the influence of Western philosophy and theology and Christianity in particular, where, not that we're against that entirely, but <laughs> we have a different view here. Linear time, linear time is all begins with Christianity. Before Christianity, there was no sense of any of linear time. Hmm? The Greeks and uh, the the pagans and and uh, the Hindus, in a more in a more sophisticated way, have a sense of cyclical cyclical time. That should be. We should uh, footnote that though that this within the cyclical time. Hmm? Cyclical? Is that the right word? Mm-hmm. Cyclical time, there is linear time. So there's linear time for a time, <laughs> for some time. Uh, in other words, the worlds come and go, expand and contract, expand and contract, expand and contract. Then within the expansion, there's linear time by way of sequence and, and so forth, and apparent beginnings, beginning of the new cycle, and ending and starting again and so forth. So this is very... Um, it's like, it's 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 like you're breathing. It's very soothing if you can think about it properly. It's very comforting. I've given an example. A huge question you were talking about the other day, asking about it or, or uh, commenting that um, that um, in Christianity, the, 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 uh, in the Abrahamic religions, there's uh, the ongoing question of how, if God is all good, he could create a world that's bad or has evil in it. Hmm. So the different ways they try to talk about that and uh, satisfy the constituents and so forth. But from our point of view, as I said the other day, God didn't make anything. So he can't be blamed for what he made. He didn't make anything. Hmm. Because as I say, Maya Shakti and the Jiva Shakti, they have no beginning. These are Shaktis of Bhagwan. Hmm? These are potencies of the potent. We see them. Hmm? We see that there is matter, and we see that there is consciousness. We see that there is a reality that's non-experiential, and that we know there's a reality that's experiential, and it's us. Hmm? This is our experience. Hmm? We don't see that they have a beginning. We just see that they are. 
Hmm? And and these then in Vedanta or Gaudi Vedanta, these are described as two of the many shaktis of Bhagavan. Hmm? The Maya Shakti. It's like uh, you know a shadow, like like smoke, like smoke. The jiva is like a spark. Hmm? This rup shakti is like the the, the the heat and the light and Krishna's the fire itself, hmm? something like that. So there's one thing, a fire. Hmm? There's a fire, and it has smoke. It has sparks. It has heat and light, and it's a fire. <laughs> something like that. Hmm? So. Krishna is, uh, is, this is the obeyed perspective, non-dual. There's only Krishna. Hmm? And that he's constituted, the fire is constituted of all these things. They're not separate. They're part of the fire. Hmm? Uh, I gave an example the other day. What is this? This is my body, right? Is this my body? Certainly. This is my body. I'm touching my body. Hmm? And then, this is not my body. This is my hand. Hmm? This is my hand. This is my body. It's both. It's different. It's, it's, it's my body. It's my hand. Hmm? So there are shaktis of Bhagavan. They are Krishna. They're not independent of him. Hmm? And at the same time, they can be looked at as, as different. It's uh, interpenetrating one another difference in unity. So, this is the reality. It consists of these things. So, God is not judged or his character determined by what he makes, but by how he deals with what there is. Hmm? And so, one of the things that there is, is is a world where the sparks and the smoke are intermingling with one another. (laughs) Uh, and, um, And that the binding force is karma. And so how he deals with it determines what he's like. How does he deal with it? Well, you want him to be merciful or do you want him to be just? In consideration of the plight of the jivas, we might want him to be merciful. Hmm? That's usually how people you know, think about it. Well, why does he just be merciful to them? Then we'll be the position of Maya Shakti. She has a relationship with him also. Hmm? He's not fair to d- just to dismiss her altogether. Hmm? She's also part of his reality. So he defers to the Maya Shakti that the interaction between the Jeeva and the Maya Shakti has repercussions. Hmm? Maya Shakti is like, like a machine. You put a quarter in, you get a you know, Coke out. It probably costs more than that now. but um, That's what she's like. Hmm? Yantarudranimaya, machine of material nature, riding on it. So uh, he if he honors her by way of being just, and he and there cannot really be mercy unless there is justice to begin with. Mercy involves the overruling of justice, hmm? and in order for it to be mercy, then. There can be no cause. There are no cause. Krishna extends his mercy. How? 
There's two forces in the world, the force of karma and the force of bhakti. It's always there. In every expanded universe, there are always some bhaktas. Bhakti is always going on in the world. And and these two forces are running the world, so are the two influences in the world, and somehow we come in touch with his devotees. How? And repeatedly described as luck. There's no cause. So you have to just pinch yourself. Is that happening to me? Really? It is. And when you know that, what happens? Then you feel, oh, I should share that with somebody. It's nothing I did for this. Hmm? And the devotees, then, they are the Kripa Shakti of Bhagawan. Hmm? Is any any reason for Krishna coming to them? Hmm? You say there's no reason. The only reason is because of the devotees. Hmm? Of course, because of bhakti. He, wherever bhakti goes, he has to go. So if a devotee gives bhakti to someone, Krishna has to go there. He has no choice in the matter. Hmm? But the... <laughs> But then bhakti is his own sarup shakti, so it's creating good fortune. So through that sarup shakti, he's merciful, and by observing the karma, as he's independent, the devotees are doing the, a change in the deck. If Maya Shakti wants to complain about anybody, she has to complain about the devotees. <laughs> huh? You let that one off, yeah, <laughs> something like that. But she laments, such is my condition. I have, this is my nature. Hmm. So she does over. She she likes the one that devotees yeah. interfere, intervene. Hmm. So this sadhu sangha, it's called good luck, good fortune. Hmm. What's that bird? bird? Atimpagya or yadrichaya, yadrichaya. This is repeatedly used throughout when Sukadeva appears on the scene in the second canto. Well, really early at the end of the first canto, Yadrichaya, just the Pariksha, just out of good fortune. Someone asked the other day, that was a good question, who asked that question? Um, question about, oh, it was Rudrani, what about people seeking? They are seekers. So they're actually seeking the, the truth. Hmm. So perhaps seeking is the cause. Not everybody seeks. Some people are seekers. My reply was that everybody's a seeker. That's the nature of human life, is to seek. Hmm? To seek out what we are, actually, beyond being human, that is now coming to the fore, that makes us different than the less complex forms of life. The really, the difference is that we seek ourselves because it's actually coming out. That's why I've said before, animals, for example... Uh, and other less complex forms of life have their domains. Hmm? Birds fly high in the sky, fish swim deep in the ocean. Birds don't think, let me fly in the bottom of the ocean. And fish don't think, let me fly to the moon, except in poetry. Hmm? But human beings, they want to fly to the moon, they want to go to the bottom of the ocean, they want to do everything that every animal does. Why? Because the self... Hmm? is sarvakta, it can be anywhere, it can exist in any condition, and it's coming to the fore, and they're, they're sensing that. We, we have this potential hmm, to rise above nature, or to any, be in any condition, 
so forth. So we try it without proper knowledge. We try to do that by material arrangement through space suits and mm-hmm. and diving suits and, and so on and so forth. Yogas and spiritual lives, sadhana, spiritual practices, is a way of realizing that hmm, by going about it in, in, in a different way, moving within rather than without and so forth. Hmm? So really everyone's a seeker. Everyone has an exist- existential crisis, at least one. Hmm? Usually in, in the youth, what am I? Well, let me dye my hair orange and I'll be myself. <laughs> let me do it my way. And who am I and why am I? And, and, and so forth. Um, and the 50-year-olds, they're doing it too, these days too in the industrial world, midlife crisis. <laughs> who am I? All these years I've been doing this, but actually I must be, there's more to me, something like that. So everybody's seeking. And, uh, and many spiritual seekers, as they're thought to be, identify themselves with some very materialistic, uh, self-angrandizing spiritual path ego inflating inflating idea so no bhakti comes from bhakti bhakti sandataya bhakti she's independent ahituki a blessing it's not something a right to be fought out and attained and so forth so I don't know how we got there too many too many thoughts but uh Anyway, Balaram is Krishna's glorifying Balaram in the, in, 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 in the chapter here, and um, um, and you're talking about comedic rasa. This is all in Hasya rasa. Hmm? This whole section of a number of verses where he glorifies Brindavan for its praying obeisances to Balaram and puts him up uh, uh, in, on, on high and. Uh, and uh, and this comedic rasa, hasya rasa, these, this is one of the secondary rasas. So the difference between it and a sanchari bhav that comes and goes hmm, and doesn't define the person is that for some period of time it can define the person. Hmm, for some period of time. So two friends are together, they're friends, and someone tells a joke and they roll on the floor and you come in and look at them and they're just the comic, comedic Hasiras is completely defining them. It is laughing, and you look at the new start laughing, holding your belly. So it takes over. The sakiras is still there. It it makes recedes to the background, and the hasiras takes precedence. So, and this is very prominent in amongst the cowherds. This uh, secondary ras, hasiras, it's appearing here in Krishna over many verses, making many jokes. Hmm. saying very, many profound things really about himself, but the gentleman that he is, if you will, um, he doesn't say it directly about himself, but he says it about Balaram. Hmm. You are like this, you are like this. All the things that he says really apply to himself as well and that, and that much more, especially um, some of the things in, in particular that he says about him like oh he, I think he ends the discussion by saying and and your and uh, all the inhabitants of Vrindavan are blessed in this way in this way by you and so forth and especially the gopis who you you know embrace close to your breast your chest in a way that even Lakshmi could not 
could could not do. This is definitely joking on his part. Balaram, what? <laughs> Balaram is, of course, the the the, the Mariyata Purusha in, in Krishna's life. So he's a kind of a guru and figure in Krishna's life. Dauji, as the older brother. Hmm? So he's uh, uh, placed by Mother Yasoda in charge of uh, overseeing Krishna's life that he uh, that he acts appropriately in all circumstances. Hmm? monitoring him, so to speak. And uh, so he's the, the mariada, the etiquette, the, the, uh, he's the purusha, the person that presides over this. And so he's a guru figure in, in Krishna's life. We may note that Balaram is not a direct participant in Krishna's romantic affairs. But that doesn't mean that he doesn't approve of them. He gets out of the way so that they can they could happen. Hmm? He's never. We never find him voicing any objection to that. Hmm? Um, he gets out of the way that they can happen, and you want him to get in the way in, of your your path. That that might happen because without Heno Nitai Bine Bahai Radha Krishna Poyibenai, Narutam says hmm? that uh, uh, without. Taking shelter of Nitai Nityanandaram, there's no question of attaining Radha, love for Radha and Krishna. So he's a big place. Nityananda Prabhu. Without him, we wouldn't have Chaitanya Charitamrita. Without him, we had, wouldn't have Chaitanya Bhagavad. Without him, we wouldn't have Gaudiya Vaishnavism. I said the other day, he be, he began the whole thing. Bajagauranga Kahagauranga Lahagauranga Namore Yajana Gauranga Bajise Amar Pranra. He began like this. Before there were any Goswami books theology, and so forth. He set the whole thing in motion. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he's worshipable. Hmm. He's the Krishna of the Kali Yuga, and so forth. So, very, uh, very much comes out in Gaur-lila. Hmm. In Krishna-lila, he just stays in the background. He doesn't get in there and say, you shouldn't be doing this. And it makes no... He's quiet about that. Hmm. And see silent, he approves. Hmm. If Krishna eats dirt or something else, then he has to complain about him. He's acting inappropriately. But the acts that seem most inappropriate, he says, they are most appropriate, worshipable by me. We find it in Anapu and Jagannath Puri, when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in Ratha Yatra so, comes so close to his uh, his pursuit, his ideal, that the, the very dancing of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu causes Jagannath, whose eyes are big and round with no eyelashes from the Gaudiya perspective he's Krishna looking for her where is she I'm in a foreign place now Dwarka nobody quite measures up to her I've come here by circumstance and but and Mahaprabhu comes and he sees the dancing and his cart stops and nothing can move it and it didn't on the Prabhu sees this and he gets down. Kabiraj Goswami offers his obeisances. He sees Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as Radha. And he offers Dandavat Pranam at a distance to that reality. So, he's for it. He's for it. He gets out of the way that it might happen because the elder brother is there, then it will create a different mood. And the freedom of exchange between... Radha and Krishna will be 
um, inhibited. Hmm. So, so anyway, we're talking about sakiras and 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 how hasiras and such secondary rasas play out. It's not that the sakiras changes; it goes away. It recedes to the background for some time. It's still there, and then the hasiras recedes. So the stayibab doesn't change. This is the point I was making. The stayibab doesn't change. We look at the associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, hmm? and um, they are different from us. Hmm? When I say we don't take literally necessarily everything that um, Kavi Karnapur has said about the different associates, because he himself explains, I've gathered this information from other devotees for the most part. Hmm. And some of them have different opinions. So he hasn't tried to sort out whose opinion is right. He just says these are two different opinions. Hmm. Some say this, some say this, some say this. Hmm. There's one way of understanding. The other way, of course, and the point I was making is that these are not nityabhadhas. These are nityamuktas. We are the nityabhadhas. That's how we got into that topic. We are, hmm, since forever, in a material world. It has no beginning. We are one of the Shaktis of Bhagavan, the Jeev Shakti, and there's Maya Shakti. Hmm? The binding force is karma. Our experiences that we are experiencing reality, matter is a non-experiential reality, and we're somehow interrelated, although the fit is not very good. It just doesn't quite work. Hmm? Hmm? And so... World is without beginning, Vishnu is without beginning, karma is without beginning. Hmm. God's not to be blamed for creating a world that has evil in it. Hmm. The jivas create the problems. But, you say, God put them there in the first place. No, God didn't put us there in the first place. That's just the way it, th- way it is. Some things will never change. Hmm. <laughs> you hear things, you know, here and there. <laughs> Uh, so, <laughs> um, and you know, that should be put your mind at ease. It's peaceful. Then, what, what is God's role in all? He's very affectionate. He's merciful, hmm? and he's just at the same time. Hmm? Perfect. Hmm? <laughs> but we are one type of soul, and the one we are most concerned with, hmm? our type, and our plight, and how make a solution to that and so forth. And the solution is that there's another type of soul. And these are the, the associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. The associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu are all eternally liberated souls. They come with him. Krishna doesn't come alone. This is such a nice point I, 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 that that the Gaudiya people, that they say that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna and people say, well, you know, Remember it says, so many people say that their, their guru is Krishna or whatever, but the Gaudiya people's insight into the nature of Krishna hmm, is such that it's really believable when they say that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna. You need you can cite academically, for example, the scriptures and say, this verse is speaking about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and this one here and so forth. And the Gaudiya Acharyas, our Shastra gurus, do a good job of this to say the least, but still, that can be dismissed. You know, well, that's your, it can be interpreted like this. 
the word can mean this, doesn't it? That's your subjective take on it. But anyway, they did their work. But really, in that respect, academically speaking, but really the way in which they have asserted, established that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was Krishna is based on their understanding of the psychology of Krishna. Hmm? That's very rich to me, very deep. They understand how Krishna thinks. Hmm? And therefore, in the reality of Krishna, they understand that there's no meaning to Prajendranandan and Krishna without his associates. Hmm? It, it, therefore, the songs of Mirabai about her and Krishna, hmm, we, we don't take them very seriously. Because if you're really coming in touch with Prajendranandan and Krishna, then all of the, in this, those songs, there will be mention of this friend, this mother, this Radha, because so that's, that's what makes him up. That love of Krishna corresponds with Krishna. So, as Prabhupada would say very simply, Krishna's never alone. So when they thought, of course, and then they they plumbed the depths of his psychology in, in the Rasalila, and what the implications of that are. Based on those implications, they could understand. He has to appear again. He has to remedy this situation. He has to. He has to. He has a desire to taste Radha's love. He says he can't repay it. He 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 got to taste that. So, and then here he is. Hmm? Then they're re- realizing that, and then they think, well, okay, here's Krishna. But wait a minute, where are his associates? They thought he had, his associates have to be here too. And then they realized, we are his associates. We're in another Leela. This is astounding. Hmm? And then the, then it flashes back, and then they're just sadhakas. Sadhaka Siddhabhumi, that is not believed. Where sadhakas are playing the Leela, or Siddhas are playing the Leela of sadhakas. And sometimes they see, we're Siddhas. No, we're sadhakas. We're Siddhas. He's Krishna. No, he's Nimai Pandit. We are his friends, and we're looking for Krishna together. This is a very extraordinary um, affair. So, these are Chaitanya Mahaprabhu comes with them, and they distribute this Chaitanya Bhakti. Hmm? He does also as a devotee of himself. It's Krishna in his Leela as an Acharya, hmm? his Acharya Leela. Hmm? So the, this is, like I said, karma is a force in the world, bhakti is a force in the world. This is uh, an example of that, right? Chaitanya bhakti. And if we're lucky, we come in touch with that. And as we do, we come in touch with it means we come in touch with somebody who is a bearer of Chaitanya Vaishnavism in a real and a substantial way. That means with some feeling for that. Hmm? And you will be influenced invisibly by that hmm? also, visibly and invisibly, in ways that you can understand you're influenced and ways that you cannot understand that you're influenced until later, and it appears like, this is my choice. Hmm? Hmm. But your choice is based on an, an influence and an opportunity that's been presented to you hmm? through that devotee. So the chitta of the, uh, uh, is influenced not I want to say, um, with intelligence, like a rational, we address the rational faculty of others with 
the philosophy and theology of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. But that's, if you are a real preacher, that's not all that you're doing. Hmm? But the, the ability to, to speak logically, to speak the language of logic, hmm, really effectively in Gaudiya Vaishnavism, comes from the ability to speak the language of love that is then being translated into logic and reasoning to speak to people who are hopefully reasonable. Hmm? And when that background is there, when one has some, can speak the language of love and then translate it, then this creates impressions in the citta. Hmm? And, and those impressions will be coming from the kind of love that that devotee has. Hmm? The kind of bhava that the that the uh, the bhakta that the guru is experiencing that we <laughs> you can't you cannot not be influenced by that that is that is impossible you, there's nothing you can do you can you can plug your ears even and not listen to the talk and go to sleep during the talk and still be influenced by that so this is beautiful this is so these are the, the, the windows of opportunity that as I sometimes refer to them that Gaudi Vaishnavism um, affords us, and so as that, um, as we advance in bhakti, as I said yesterday, ruchi, the stage of bhakti in sadhana bhakti ruchi, means a taste for bhakti that is specific. That stage is that cannot be non-specific. Hmm? We have a non-specific taste. I'm fired up. Hmm? That was a static. Kirtana. I hope everybody means what I think of when I experience it. I think most of them do, but sometimes it gets a little, you know. It's a kirtan is never a form of entertainment. That should be clear. It's never a form of entertainment. Hmm? It is a it is a glorification of Bhagwan. Hmm? It is for his senses only, not for the senses of the audience. And, and then they go, and they say, "That was I'm fired up. That was ecstatic, or something like that, because of the beat, or something." No. So, but anyway, real taste, and there is taste, obviously, before Ruchi. Otherwise, how we go on? Are we just going to be convinced by some logical argument? No, we apply ourselves in relation to the logical argument, and we get some otherworldly. Experience, we think, and there's nothing like this. This is from a, this is ecstatic. This is beyond what I can experience through the senses. Hmm? And so, s- small confirming, if you will, moments like this, they go, they do more for us than volumes and volumes of philosophy and books and so forth. And hmm? and they and they, they it's very difficult for them to go away they're so they have such an impression upon us that they they they're, they're life altering life changing hmm? we're grounded in 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 the thing even if we become covered over by maya's influences we have some place in us for yes i had that experience and so and all, really all you have to do is keep applying yourself hmm? experiences will come hmm? Eventually, it's kind of like, you know, like you get flashbacks or something like that after, after a point, you know. Not a good reference, perhaps, but... You know, it burns a place in your brain, so to speak. And then you, and then you just remember that time and then you start to feel that, that, that again. Eventually, then the whole life becomes permeated by such. Hmm? It starts a little bit and then 
for a few days, then for a week, even if, even sleep, hmm. then for a month at a time, and still you come out, go back, come out, and then eventually. So this is the, the culture of sadhana. We are, we want every day some spiritual experience. We should sit down with our job and think, here we go. Now, here I go. This is my chance for deep experience. So, with that in mind, this is sadhana bhakti. And so as the taste becomes enduring, because the practice is not interrupted, it's fixed, and it's fixed because other tastes have been retired. They've been retired intellectually on the basis of having studied the Bhagavatam, nasta prayeshu nityam bhagavata sevaya, they're held in check, hmm? and we practice, and then they go away. Mahaprabhu said, nadanam nadanam nasundaram kabitam jagadish kamare. I have no need for the paramatma, or to speak of the world, of desires that he presides over. Hmm? As Mahaprabhu says, may the Paramhatma flee my heart. He may, you may leave now. Hmm? Because there's nothing, the world that you preside over of material desires is no longer in my heart. Let me replace you then with my Pranishwar, the Ishta, hmm? the Lord of my life. My life is bhakti, I have desire only for bhakti. That taste for bhakti that characterizes ruchi must be specific. Why? Because the next stage, asakti, is constitutes attachment to bhakti and attachment to the object of bhakti. If the taste is only general, it will not have the corresponding object hmm, that is specific. Hmm? You understand? So general ruchi is one thing. It comes and goes. But the stage of ruchi means that it, the taste is specific. Hmm? So now what's happening is you, what, what the opportunities that you've been blessed with, the influences that's coming up, hmm? then it feels like I'm choosing this, hmm? of course. Hmm? And you are, in as much as you're cooperating with, you're going along with it, you're not fighting it, of course, at that stage is... That's that's easy to uh, to, uh, uh, to to not to not fight, so to speak. So this, anyway, we were leading to the point where the, that that the the idea we're addressing the idea that the stai bhav doesn't change, it doesn't change, and and each one in sakiras or maduiras, these are the opportunities, largely in Gaudiya Vaishnavism, and the they satisfy the, the self. Mm, entirely, no changing, mm. and so you don't go and look at uh, Kavi Karnapur's Ganadesh Deepika and say, "Well, you know, this one is a Gopiana this and that, and I'd like to be a few things, or maybe I'll change a certain point, or maybe Prabhupada has six different rasas, and and uh, some of us tell me, after all, you know, who knows?" I said, "Yeah, maybe Rupa Goswami is also a coward boy." Maybe he's also in Vatsalya Ras. And, you know, so, you know, talk to me about speculation. <laughs> what are you talking about? You know? 
where you want to be, where you want to end here. You know, sure, we can imagine all kinds of things. Sure, if you want, that's not what the exercise is about here, is it? Hmm? No. So here, anyway, we find this, this dominant in this chapter. was about Asakiras, but now the influence of Hasiras comes. And Krishna's joking and uh, saying things really about himself, but speaking in glorification of Balaram. And, of course, the point here in this is what? Also, that, that's being made for all the Sakiras Bhaktas, that Krishna and Balaram are one. Krishna and Balaram are one. Hmm? One's black, one's white. They're... they're, they're 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 one. One like friends are one. They're best friends. They're completely one. Hmm? They're of the same. They're on the same page. Something like that. That's how they see them. Hmm? Hmm? They're both on the altar of the heart in in Sakiras. And of course, they're one, but they're also different. So some difference comes too. As Krishna finishes the glorification, and his joking reaches the high point. For example, what. And he says, oh, and Balaram, the creepers are so also blessed by you because, you know, they, you, you're walking through the forest they, and, and they, you hold, hold them to your chest. They come to Gopi means creeper and also means gopi. And so he's, he's saying, so the, you know, the gopis, you embrace the gopis to your breast and chest and they are the most blessed. And then Balaram, he undergoes the, you know, the, the, Changing colors, sattvika bhav, hmm? becomes he blushes, the, the white balaram, white sometimes he described as crystal, means that he reflects the mood of Krishna. That's how they are one. Hmm? You know, Dauji and Malvan is a black deity. Why is balaram black? They say. Hmm? The idea is that when balaram came. At, uh, on Krishna's request to speak with the inhabitants of Vrindavan, and he met with the gopis. Then, when he met with Krishna's gopis, he very much represented Krishna. Hmm? He's in the mood of, I'm representing Krishna. He's his own gopis, that's a secondary thing, Mariyada. Hmm? We're not interested in that. We're interested in the rag aspect of Balaram, that is Prasakirasa. But when he spoke to the gopis, he so well represented Krishna that he turned black. Hmm? No. Balaram is the guru figure, hmm? if you will. Hmm? Kanda guru tattva. Hmm? And so, represent, fully representing Krishna. Taking everything hmm? and giving to Krishna. Taking from gopis, giving to, to the Krishna. He's uniting Sankarshan, brings them together. Hmm? This is his mood. So, when Krishna says, oh, and you, and you gopis are most fortunate because they get to be embraced next to your breast, to your chest, to, close to your chest, in a way that Lakshmi could not. Lakshmi wanted to have this kind of experience of Rasalila. And of course, she couldn't, it said. So, well, she tried. She came to Vrindavan and she took off her jewelry and put on a white sari and started eating roots and fruits, things that fell from the trees, performing austerities and so forth. And Krishna said, what are you doing here, Lakshmi? She said, I want to get embraced to your chest like the gopis in in the Rasalila. Hmm? He says, Narayan Narayan doesn't dance. 
It's a bummer. Hmm. You know, he doesn't. He doesn't have a nightlife guy. <laughs> He's got all these people <laughs> serving him, taking care of him, and there's just no nightlife. And then I see, as Krishna, this is exciting to me. This possibility. Hmm? He's kind of a bump on the log, comparison. You know, it's rather comparatively, and so. I would like, you know, to taste that. So I, I've come here for that purpose. And for this, you've taken off your jewelry and everything. You're serious about the matter. Yes, he said, well, it's not that easy, unfortunately. I welcome you, but it's not that easy. Well, what, what, what do I have to do? Well, first, okay, you have to give up your husband, Narayan, entirely. Then you have to marry Gopa. Hmm? And then you have to give him up, hmm? secretly, hmm? You have to officially give up Narayan. That's done. Then you have to take birth as a gopa, then gopi. Then you have to marry a gopa. Then on the sly, you have to come out and meet me. And she said, this is like, no, that's not me. That, I'm Lakshmi. You know? I'm overtly uh, the most chaste lady in the universe. That's just like, what are you talking about? Give up Narayan, marry somebody else, give him up. and I can't do that. She has her style also. This is the point. She couldn't change. But Krishna blessed her by appearing on her chest, or having her stay on his chest in the form of the Srivats. It's kind of some kind of like golden line it's described, representing Lakshmi. So he gave her some special blessing hmm, by which he might be identified with, with divinity, uh, despite his humanness and so forth. But she did not follow the way. This is the point. This is the logic that Chaitanya Dev used. When speaking to Venkatabhatta, the head priest of the Ramanuja Sampradaya, he said to him, Why is it that Lakshmi, who's chased in Orion, wanted to associate with Krishna? It sounds like, you know, improper. And Venkata said, Oh, very nice question. You have to understand, no. Krishna and Narayan, they're one. They're not different. Same person. So it's not a problem. Hmm. Next question. Then <laughs> Mahaprabhu said, oh, okay, very good. Why was she not successful then? And then Venkata passed out. He said, oh, only someone who could ask a question like that could know the answer. What then Mahaprabhu explained, there's a way. Hmm. That is called Raghunuga Bhakti. Hmm. Performing austerities in the jungle, that's not the way. Hmm. Oh, there's a way, and Mahaprabhu come to show that way. Hmm? He converted them. He took this son, Gopal Bhatta. Hmm? Gopal Bhatta Goswami. <laughs> He's helping to show the way then to enter into the Vrindavan op- opportunity. Hmm? It's, a, it's a blessing. It's not a right. It's a blessing. It's not inside you. It's a blessing. If it's inside you, what's the meaning of the blessing of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? Hmm? What's the meaning of preaching? It's not like one jiva is a, is a meant for Vaikuntha, one jiva is one, meant for the Brahma Sayuja, one's meant to go to Dwarka, one likes chocolate, one likes bananas, something like that. Jivas are not like that. Jivas have desire, they have will, they have agency. It's all the same. Desire, will, agency, they have capacity to act, to be causal to an extent. Hmm? That's part of the jiva, it's alive. Hmm? but it's not that it has different desires. There are material desires and there are spiritual desires. There's no third desire. 
So if you want to separate out the jiva, okay, but what's the jiva? We know what the jiva's like in association with Maya Shakti. Let's separate that out. Okay, let's separate out the influence of the Sarup Shakti. Let's just look at the Jiva Shakti. Hmm? Separate from both of these. Hmm? So there's material desires, there's spiritual desires. Is there a third kind of desire? What will you desire? Chocolate? Uh, you know, what? that's on this side. It's on the other side too. But it's of a different nature. Right? Hmm? So the only material and spiritual desire, but the jiva has the capacity to desire. It is, a, but it can't, it, it's not meaningful hmm? unless it's in relation to an environment hmm? where there are choices to be made. And so in relation to the material environment, it makes choices and it has a material personality. Hmm? We call it a ahankar, a, a made-up eye. Kar means to make, a made-up eye, an imaginary eye. Hmm? Because like all material things, it's here today and gone tomorrow. Now, if it comes under the influence of bhakti, it has the opportunity to make choices. Of course, it has the opportunity to choose the opportunity that's come before it, and then within the context of that opportunity, hmm? opportunity for Madhurya Rasa, for example, for Manjari Bhav, for example, then there are choices within that. That's why every Manjari is different. Hmm? We'll hear as we go on. Well, we may not get that far, but we'll, we'll, we'll go ahead. The, go, the here, what's happening is Krishna has praised Vrindavan, hmm, or Sukadeva has. Krishna begins to speak. He glorifies Balaram in relation to the inhabitants of Vrindavan and so forth. Hmm. He's all in Hasirasa, big part of, of Sakirasa. A lot of joking there amongst the boys. And then, um, and then there's the oneness between Krishna and Balaram is emphasized. Now, the difference between them will also come. Hmm? But skipping ahead, with regard to desires, we find, as the story proceeds, some typical day in the life of Balaram with the cowherds will be described. And then the Denikasur Leela, hmm? the killing of Denikasur. And in the killing of Denikasur, how does it begin? The gopas say, we want to taste the tall fruits. It's very significant. We have a desire to taste the tall fruits. It smells really good. They smell really good. We can't get them. They're up in the trees, and there's some asses that are not allowing anybody to go there. Hmm? So what's this desire of these gopas, they want to taste the fruits. Hmm? So the point is this, that we have, we are a unit of desire. Hmm? And so we come in touch with the material energy, our free will starts to be diminished in a way. The more you associate with the material energy, the more you become like it in a sense. We become less and less animate, less and less able to choose and simply a, a victim of choices made reinforced by material scars and no way out. Hmm. Hmm. You become more and more like matter. Under the influence, although you never change, under the influence of the Sarup Shakti, she facilitates what you are. Hmm. She facilitates the will of the jiva. 
So the liberated jiva then makes the choices. Hmm? He makes the choice, she makes the choice to, to take advantage of the opportunity that, that she's been blessed with. And then within the context of that, well, some cowards like tall fruits, mm-hmm. some like, uh, like mangoes. Hmm? And we have a whole, they're all, there's two ways to look at that, for the bade perspective or the abed perspective. Vedanta Sutra says, and the liberated soul chooses, if it wants, to have a body. Hmm? It's liberated in its own swarup, that means in its own form as a delimited individual unit of sadhchitananda. Hmm? And then if its way of arriving there is through bhakti, hmm? this is Baldev's commentary, obviously, and in sadhana, hmm? the sadhana is focused, hmm? then the choosing begins, so to speak, and so it chooses in liberated life, the full full measure of the choosing manifests and it acquires a form for serving Bhagavan. And some liberated souls don't choose to have a form. It means they don't have a sadhana hmm, that includes that. For example, they want to enter into Brahma Sauja. They do bhakti for that. They want. To, they don't want a form. Hmm? So you should want to have a form to serve Krishna. Love has to have a form, has to take a shape. Hmm? The shape of love, that is called a sarup. Hmm? So, so, he's such a sankalpa, the liberated soul also. What he wants happens. So, But what he wants depends on what he does in sadhana, because your practice will determine your perfection. What you practice, that's what becomes you become perfect at. Hmm? So then we find, for example, in Sakyaras, Madhuryaras, Vatsaryaras, all kinds of varieties and differences. The sutras explain that from a, from a, from an abed perspective, Bhagawan hmm, is full of desires, and through various devotees, he's experiencing them all. Hmm? So the devotee is one with Krishna. Krishna has many desires, and through different devotees, he experiences them, tastes them. That's the non-different abed perspective. That's more like I'm surrendered. Whatever Krishna. You know, he plays himself out through me, so to speak. He's playing himself out through his sarup shakti and its influence on, on the jivas. And the other, from the from the from the bade perspective, the different perspective, the devotees are choosing hmm, whatever they want, given that whatever they want involves only wanting to please Krishna. Hmm? So within the parameters of the influence of the Sarup Shakti, which is all facilitating only the, the, the pleasing of the senses of Krishna, the jivas make choices. Hmm? I want tal fruits. I want. They, they, they can't have. They're not just automatons. They have desires, hmm? but they're all within the parameters of the Sarup Shakti. So it's a very interesting concept of liberation. Hmm? Hmm? So from the uh, from the bade perspective, the different perspective, it's their their own will being facilitated by the sarup shakti. Hmm? Influence of which is all pleasing to Bhagawan. Hmm? So they want to taste the tall fruits and, and these this way the leelas go on, you see. The desires of the of the of the devotees 
cause the Leela to, to unfold and play and, and, and so on. He's going on the lead of their, their desires. Hmm? So when you say that you're, you have desire, it's either material or spiritual, the capacity to desire, when that desire is facilitated by the Sarup Shakti, then the full idea of the jiva being a unit of desire is, is facilitated. The Maya Shakti facilitates desires, but in a way it tends to obscure the, the, the desiring capacity of the jiva. The more we associate with Maya Shakti, the more we become you know, more or less like it hmm, in some ways like robots, uh, so to speak, just working on the influence of previous samskars and so forth. So, hmm. so a great prospect for us comes to us through, to us through the, the, the Guru Parampara. And here, and I think we talked a while, let me just conclude with this. It's a long chapter. We can't go through it all. But after, I skipped ahead for a minute to speak about the, the Dena Kasur Leela and how it is generated by the desires of the devotees and so forth. After glorifying Balaram and speaking about the oneness, if you will, between himself and Balaram that is central to the idea of Sakiras, there's also a difference, and that is particularly for some type of Sakas hmm, who have some footing in the romantic life of Krishna or whose Sakiras is mixed with Madhurya. Balaram's Sakya is not mixed with Madhurya. So this is very peculiar. He, gover- he presides over the whole of Sambandarupa Bhakti. Hmm? Bhakti and Vatsalya, Sakya, and Dasya. Hmm? Then Radharani presiding over Madhurya Rasa. But some Sakas have some influence of Madhurya Rasa. This is also unique in, in Gaudiya, to Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Hmm? And so they are mentioned here. In this, uh, after the, the, the joking, hmm? and before the after the after the Hasi Rasa and before the Vira Rasa, the heroic Rasa of Ram Ram Mahabahu, they say, we want to taste the fruits. And Ram, you've got big arms, but you've never done a thing. Hmm? We saw Krishna slay this demon, this demon, this demon, this demon. And you're the big guy, the older brother, and you've done nothing. Hmm? So they really after his ego. Hmm? So what makes you, you know, a big guy? Hmm? And Balaram says, well, you can do it. You're as good as me. Sometimes you defeat me in wrestling, so you go. Then they defer it back. No. Hmm. If a hunter kills a deer, what is that? Hmm? It is nothing. Accidentally. That is a bad thing. We're nothing. You are everything. <laughs> and so you you lead the way. Hmm? Hmm? And of course, then, Balaram has to show his his, his prowess. Hmm? Uh, this is Bira Rasa. They want to see some fighting, some heroic activities. Usually it's Yudavir, so play fighting amongst themselves. So this Hasya and Vira Rasa, these are secondary Rasas that have a prominent um, place in, in Sakya Rasa. And all these things are shown. You can see this is what I'm just trying to point out to you. But if, if those who have this um, influence in their life, these things all in the Bhagavatam draw from, to nourish yourself there, <clears throat> properly understood. But here, and we'll close with this, this kind of sakha, hmm, who has some romantic, uh, some some part in the romantic life of Krishna is mentioned. He says, Shisukubacha, Sugadev, now, 
speaks, he says, Evam Brindavanam Srimat, Krishna Pitamana Pashun, Reme San Charayan Adde, Sarid Rodhasu Sanugaha. So he says, Sugade says, thus, so this section is finished, thus, Brindavanam Srimat, Krishna Pitamana Pashun, that Krishna is, has described the beautiful, beautiful Brindavan, Brindavanam Srimat, Krishna Pita Mana, at the, how pleasing it is to Krishna's mind, hmm? and and uh, and 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 how um, uh, and and how he enjoys the the, uh, the the cows along with his friends in the uh, Mindavan forest. Hmm. Um, the Adre, sorry, the mountain and the river. It means Govardhan and, and Jamuna in this setting of Vrindavan. Thus, having described the beauty of Vrindavan and how Krishna's mind, and we, we go on from there. Hmm? And then he just, he'll describe some characteristic cowherd activities and so forth. And these are largely the activities that. Balaram and the cowherds experience when Krishna, for some reason, separates himself from the main group. Hmm? So while they're having their pastimes, Krishna finds an excuse. Hmm? He says, I'm tired. I'm going to go to a cave at Vrindavan and take a little rest. Subal, why don't you come along with me? Hmm? This is how it works. And then everybody in a mood of Subal, they go with him. Millions and millions. It's a small group. <laughs> hmm? It can only be a small group. Hmm? Because everybody can't go to the cave and lay down. Or, or, he says, there's a famous astrologer in town, I heard, and we should go and take advantage of his association. But I can't bring everybody. So let me select a few. We'll go and get some... It is Darshan and Balaram, the boys, you stay with them. So that he goes. He comes up with a different excuse every day. Hmm? Every day. And what's really happening is what? He's, here the verse says what? Evam Vrindabhanam Srimat Krishna Pita Mana Pashun. In that, thus, the beautiful Vrindabhan has been described, pleasing as it is to Krishna's mind, and why? Ultimately, it's pleasing because of Srimati. Hmm? She's what makes the Vrindavan beautiful. She has come hmm? Hmm? to Manasa Ganga at the, at, at, at the foot of Govardhan, Sanuga, with her friends. Hmm? And hmm? so Krishna has just glorified Balaram, this whole thing. Balaram is so great, Balaram is so great. Now, he's setting it up, you see. Now you cowards stay with Balaram. <laughs> he's cool. And I've got something to do for a minute, and I'll be right back. And I'll take a couple couple of assistants with me, maybe you, maybe Madhamangal, maybe yes, Arjun, this one, and, and Subal and so forth. And his mind is gone for his for Madhurya Rasa. And somehow those gopikas that, who could not go and accompany him, they found a way. Hmm? 
necessities of mother of invention. They found a way to get into the forest on some excuse. Maybe they will go and worship the sun god, so relative to Radharani's family and presiding deity and so forth. And there's a temple near Radhakund and so forth. So these are the midday pastimes so central to to Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Hmm? So Krishna leaves the balance of the cowherds who don't have this feature, this aspect of Madhurya Rasa in their Sakya Rasa. Hmm? And those who do, they go. They are called the Priyanarmas. They go with him. Hmm? So, uh, this way, Krishna, the whole, if you understand properly, the whole, this whole, all this glorification of Balaram, you know, there's different reasons. This is the underlying reason. Hmm? Set it all up, make the case that uh, these boys, Balaram is the head of Sakirasa. I mean, he's the head of that. But this, this particular kind of Sakirasa mixed with Madhurya, Krishna is the leader of Madhurya. Hmm? He presides over Madhurya Rasa. Hmm? So this is now the difference between Krishna and Balaram. Hmm? And Balaram knows all. He knows. Hmm? So he knows why he's going. But uh, some boys may know also, like Sridham. Hmm? Uh, but, but they have nothing to say about that. <laughs> they like to stay with Balaram. So they're one and they're they're different. Hmm? And this is, of course, one of the beautiful windows of opportunity come to us. If we study Prabhupada's prayer, we I think we mentioned it the other day on the boat, on Jalaguta. It's very clear that he expresses this this kind of sentiment. He argues with Krishna in the very beginning. What does he say? Tabo Krishna. Uh, Krishna Tabo Punya Habe by Radharani Kushi Habe. Dhruva Ati. Yeah, he, he argues with Krishna. Very nice. I mean, he argues with Krishna that in, and gives him advice. This is the position of these Priyanarmas. They give, they don't, um, they don't, not like Uddhava. Uddhava is an advisor of Krishna in Dwarka. So he's citing the Shastras and so many things. Uh, um, the Vedas, the Upanishads, they're not quoting the Vedas. They're giving like like Chanaka Pandit type stuff, you know. That's kind of moral wisdom and uh, practical dealings and so forth. And worldly type of uh, knowledge. And of course, it's otherworldly at the same time. So they, uh, Subal and his type, they're very, very good at this kind of advice. Very Sing very nicely also. Very nicely, they will. The point will come. Krishna will speak, and then, as the about to make the point, they will make the point in song. Hmm. He will turn the. He's making an argument, and then they will jump to the conclusion, put it in the song, hmm. and sing about his romantic life in ways that only he can understand. That's what they're singing about, and others cannot, and so forth. So, uh, at any rate. We find Prabhupada arguing with Krishna, or, or counseling Krishna, I should say, that if you, what's best for you, your life will be successful, hmm? morally speaking, uh, and uh, in every way, it's a fixed fact, like like the pole star Dhruva that's said to be fixed, that if Radharani is pleased with you, then your life will be successful. This, we know this. This is a fact. If Radharani is pleased with you, your life will be successful. Therefore. 
I have a proposal for you. My proposal for you is that Radharani's group, in the form of my Gurudev, hmm, has asked something of me. Hmm? And you should give me the power to make Radharani's desire of me come true. Hmm? And that will be good for you. Then you can imagine now you could get Krishna's attention by such kind of such a presentation. What? You know that? And that's what you want. So he said, my Gurudev represents Radharani's camp. She has asked me to do something. Hmm? And if you give me the power to do that, Radharani will be pleased with you and your life will become successful. Hmm? This is a Gaudiya Vaishnavism in a nutshell. Hmm? And so I think that you should do that. Then, of course, he goes on for half the prayer, speaking about, I want the power from you to, to fulfill my Radharani's desire as it comes to me through uh, through my Gurudev, who's a handmaiden of Radha. Hmm? And it's all in relation to my Sadakadeha. Give me the power to engage my Sadak, my practitioner's body, if you will, fully in the service of my Guru Maharaj. We sing a nice poem that... Uh, uh, what the, what's that verse? Shakti Veshwa Sarupine. He. How's that going? Namaom Vishnu Padaya Krishna Pastaya Vidhi Shimati. Swami Sri Bhakti Vedanta Prabhupada. Dinamane. Hare Krishna. So, what's the first part of that? No, the first part. What? Before that. Guru Vagyam Shirsi Vritva. So, there's a nice praise of Prabhupada, right? Three or four prayers come from Sridhar Maharaj. Prabhupada had asked Sridhar Maharaj to make pranam for him, right? write the pranam. So eventually, that was done. So, there's nice pranams for Prabhupada. We chant them every morning. In the end, he says, oh, you know, he's like, uh, like, a, like a bee circling around the lotus of Radha and Krishna, honey-seeking. One of my steps, I really like that one about Prabhupada, about the bee and honey, and it's very nice. I said, yeah, you should like the, f- the other one more. That is, how he t- <laughs> how he took uh, on his shoulders the order of his guru, hmm? carried that, hmm? Shaktivesha Sarupine, Hare Krishna Neti Mantra, Paschacha Prachitarane, Prabhupada's own mantra for himself says, Paschacha Desatarane, that in the Western world, through the words of Gauravani, or the, the, the words of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he was seeking to destroy the impersonalism and the voidism, and from Shiddha's mouth it came, Paschacha Prachitar, east and west. He said, also to the east he's given so much. Hmm? Not just to the west, but in India, the Gaudiya people have been nourished by his, his campaign. Shaktivesha Sarupine, empowered by the Shakti of of who? Of Krishna, who he negotiated with. Give me the power to do the work in my Sadakadeha that Radharani through my Gurudev has asked. Hmm? And then taking that burden of, of the that order hmm? and and realizing I can only this is only possible if Krishna gives me the power. Of course we know. 
Krishna gave him the power, right? That's why we're sitting here. He gave them, he gave them all of Balaram's power. Hmm? All the Nityananda Vesh, the power of Nityananda Prabhu to do this kind of work. So the half the poem about what, how I will engage my sadhaka deha completely with uh, making the order of my Guru Maharaj, as he used to say, my life and soul. Such Guru Nishta we find in him. Hmm? Prabhupada said, my Guru Maharaj ordered me to preach in the West. If you look at the history, it's like Prabhupada wrote him a letter two weeks before he passed away and said, could I have some service? I have not been able to serve the moth because of, I've had a family life and so forth. I haven't been able to be close. Please give me some service. And Bhaktisiddhanta wrote back and said that it would be good if you, I think, if you preached in, in, in English to the English-speaking public. And so he suggested something like that. Prabhupada took it as an order. Hmm? Took it as an order. I remember it's order. ordered me. So like he said, here's your order and your life's mission. You should do this. But this is the way Prabhupada took it. Mm. Any little communication with his guru, he took it so seriously. So he said, my guru much ordered me. That's what he used to say. This is my credit, why I'm successful. Of course, he didn't say, but and I negotiated with Krishna <laughs> to get the power <laughs> to do this, and he's given it to me. But full half of the poem about using his sadhaka deha completely, and then he deserves, and then, to use Bhaktisiddhanta Sastri Thakur's phraseology, he desired, first deserve, then desire. So he shows that in his poem, using the sadhaka deha completely, one-pointed in the service of his Guru Maharaj and the Guru Parampara, then he desires, tomar milani bhai abar sheshukapai gochrani guridin bor kottavani chuti chuti bani kailutaputisedin kabehabemor. To enter into this this chapter right here. Hmm? And, and um, be involved in all this kind of play with the cowherds and so forth. He very clearly made that kind of point. So if you want to, as I said earlier, if the other day, you want to sit a day you know, take take the gift you already have, a sadhaka daya. It's a work in progress. Hmm? And his example is, is, is very good in this regard. Hmm? How he put his whole life on the line for the service of his guru. That kind of person, they, 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 they surely can have some inner life. Hmm? That's a fact. And so we're lucky that he gave us a glimpse of that. What is that inner life in his prayer? All in context. Hmm? Right? And he showed it. We should have some desire for this, having engaged what has been given to us, our sadhakadeya, properly. So we stop with that. Yes, question. Is it New York um, um, Somebody mentioned that maybe you shouldn't go here from Tripurari Swami because. Um, you know, he believes that Prabhupada is in Sakya Prabha. And therefore, if your aspiration is Madhurya, then you won't be helped. Um, so I have... Um, I'd like you to address that if, if you care to. And also in context with this Stai Bhava as um, unchangeable... Um, you also said that though that the jiva has choices to become more qualified. So it's al- it sounds almost like you can choose between 
Sakya or Vatsalya or Madhurya, you can make this choice. But then we have an example like Dukhi Krishnadas where he was um, in the line of Sakya mm-hmm. was introduced to his Siddhadeha, which was in as a Manjari. And I have heard that um, uh, you can't actually change this, even if it's before it's fully manifest, you can't change the Stai Baba. It's like if you're going to be in the Manjari group, you're going to go there, whether you're schooled in a Sakya group or, or not. Uh-huh. So, so you want me to talk about all those things? Yeah. First of all, <laughs> first of all, I think that. Um, um, that uh, it's not true that, first of all, that Triparamrish thinks that Prabhupada is in Sakyarasa, and therefore it's a problem if somebody wants to attain Madhurya Rasa to associate with him. I don't see you know, the logic of that, because... Um, uh, it's not what I think that Prabhupada's in, it's what Prabhupada says he's in. So, I mean, you can think whatever you want, and other people have other thoughts, but my um, uh, approach to the matter is, t- is to see what Prabhupada says. And I think that the, the book, Oh, My Friend, is a, is a very powerful testament to... I mean, you cannot find anywhere... You cannot find the kind of evidence for Rupa Goswami being Rupa Manjari that you can find, or being in Madhurya Rasa, that you can find for Prabhupada from his own actions, comments, statements, confidential bhajan in form of the poem and so forth. Uh, it's just amazing. I mean, what people put together sometimes, if you look, for example, let's say, let's take the Gaudi Vedanta Samiti that has had some... Um, Positive influence in the, in the, in the world um, of the Gaudiya community. You know, they put together a couple of things that Keshav Maharaj said and conclude that he's he's such and such manjari. The, the amount of information is just like it's it's like it's good. I mean, they believe it and they and they should, and I'm sure they're right about it. But the amount of information is you know it's like a sentence or two. Hmm? He liked green color, you know. Uh, I forget what it is. Something likes this certain green, and it was the gr- color of of something. I forget. I forget how that worked. Anyway, I mean, it's like that's compared to what objective evidence. And this is one of the reason I I thought we should collect that and comment on it, and so forth, and ask Maharaj to assist in that and publish the, and write the, write the book. Um, People had different ideas, and for different reasons, and for good reasons. I mean, it's it's good reason that some think that Prabhupada's in Sakyaras when, when he, he he he's he 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 has Prabhupada's disciples coming, and they think, you know, anything from, I don't know, maybe I should become a rock. And he goes, what are you talking about? This is a Gaudiya Sampradaya. It's about you know, Mahaprabhu came to give an arpitacharim charat, and is it he tasted the Madhurya Rasa? These people don't have a clear focus on the on the Prayojan Tattva. So he starts talking about the Prayojan Tattva. Mm-hmm. And the highest reach of this, in terms of the window of opportunity that Gaudiya Vaishnava presents, is, is Manjari Bhava. So, so 
So the insistent course Prabhupada must be in Manjari Bhav. And Languru Marjas and this Guru Marjas and so and, and so forth and this is uh, that's what anybody would think naturally. But then there happens to be a whole bunch of other information that, that some people weren't weren't privy to. Hmm? Um Marsh happened to be privy to some of that information. He was privy to the prayer of Prabhupada on the child. I don't know how he got that. Hmm? I mean, he had that in his file. When we went to see him, we didn't supply it to him. Hmm? And he had thought about it and reflected on it, and he had come to a conclusion about based on that. And then he had his all supporting evidence except for his own position on that, which we then, by the collecting more information, got a whole lot more supporting evidence. And the idea was not to force some opinion hmm, uh, of, of my own or or anybody else's, but just let, let's see, let's look at what evidence is available. And then, if this, the evidence for Sakyaras, does it have any scope? Is it is it out of place in Gaudiya Vaishnavism? So then we sent, we saw, show examples, no, it's not out of place, has its place, Nityananda Prabhu is there, and so on and so forth. So that's what we've done. I mean, so it's not that I have an opinion that Prabhupada's in Sakyarasa. Um, Bring your opinion that Prabhupada's not, and then and see if you have any. I mean, you can have an opinion, whatever you want, but if there's, if your support of it is well, that's the main thrust of the sampradaya. It's the highest thing. Prabhupada must be, must be the highest, right? I mean, that's just not you know, good support. That doesn't doesn't hold up. So we have no agenda here, hmm? and um, and I believe um, I have experience. Okay, one of my god brothers. Two of my godbrothers were convinced that Prabhupada is in Madhuri Rasa. And when I, we presented evidence to them, they, to, to the contrary, they said, actually, you're right. They look at the evidence. So they, I figure they're reasonable people. I have, it's reasonable the opinion that they will have. Hmm? Madhuri Rasa, that's reasonable. Most, most of the acharyas come, uh, have this type of sentiment, so it's reasonable. But they're, they're also reasonable in that if they get evidence... To the contrary, they're reasonable people. They go, oh, well, based on this information, then something else. So they changed. Hmm? So, um, there's a couple of, some of them didn't, not everybody got that information um, before leaving the world to be able to make a change, but I like to say, I think they're reasonable people, here's the information, and so you think about it. You can think whatever you want, but it's not my opinion that's the first thing. It's not my, it is my opinion, but it's my opinion based on all the supporting evidence. And there's, it's, it's fine if somebody wants to present other supporting evidence, that'd be great, but we haven't seen it yet. And there isn't any. And that's just a fact. And so, that's the first point. So then you have to, then you have to question, not, is it, it's a problem that the Tripper Imarsh thinks Prabhupada's in Sakyarasa, it's a problem that Prabhupada is in Sakyarasa. <laughs> now, do you want to go there? Hmm? Because the implications of what you're saying is that, well, if someone is preoccupied with Sakyarasa, how can they help you with Madhurya Rasa? Hmm? So, Prabhupada himself is saying he's preoccupied with Sakyarasa. I mean, there's, there's, there's no way around that. There's absolutely no way around that. Hmm? And so, it's not a bad thing. But, but now you start to think, 
the implications again of your question. It's a problem that Prabhupada's in Sakharas because I want Madhurya Rasa. I, I brought that problem up to, to Puri Marsh, Bhakti Pramod Puri Marsh, because I didn't think it was a problem. And of course, it wasn't my problem because I, I happened to be influenced by the, the way that Prabhupada's influenced, by his influence. <laughs> so, <laughs> so whatever. So some people were saying, and, and, and I found it distasteful that, oh, Prabhupada is in Sakyarasa. Some people from Chaitanya Saraswatmath, after the passing of Sridharmarsh, and there are for if you want Madhurya Rasa, and you have to come, you know, to Sridharmarsh. And I mean, I'm, I'm with Sridharmarsh, but I don't like that argument. I don't think that has, but I think that's, that's, that's um, abusing higher topics hmm? um, for sectarian purposes and, and so forth. And it's not an honoring of the free flow of faith and so forth. So, so I was talking to Puri Marsh and I, and I read Prabhupada's poem to him. Hmm? And then and he, he said, oh, Sakyarasa. So then I brought up the point and then he chuckled and he said, Baba, he said, if someone thinks that my guru is in Sakyarasa, and I've got a problem, then he's got a problem. Hmm? He said, you, uh, most gurus are not situated in any rasa hmm? yet. So if someone is, if this is, that, that person can make an arrangement. You, you are in good hands. Hmm? You should be so, and anybody should be so lucky. He can make all arrangements. Then you, you know, you go and your, your, your comments and questioning to her, Example of, um, uh, and, and let me say this, and, and Prabhupada did make arrangements. Look at the history. I can tell you, many, many, many disciples of Prabhupada, without thinking about it too much, found themselves thinking that Prabhupada must be in Sakyarasa. You take my god sister, Jadarani, Shamarani, that's what was her thinking about Prabhupada. Later she got influenced to think differently. Hmm? And she didn't have all this information, for example, and oh, my friend, to reach her earlier conclusion. It was a natural conclusion. There's so many disciples of Prabhupada who felt like this. Hmm? Not because they were ignorant. I used to preach all the time. And the gopis are the highest, and, there's, and they're, therefore we should distribute books like the gopis, helping other people, you know, <laughs> in a simple way, and Prabhupada liked that kind of thing. Hmm? It was never, never a question in my mind that the gopis' ideal was the, objectively the highest... Love. I mean, I think Prabhupada makes that very clear. His books are the books that make that clear. You know, he's commenting on it. There's no way to lose that point. Hmm? We're not making the point somehow that it's not some competition or something like that, but, we, but it's, um, it's a fact that many disciples, in a, in, a, in a simple way, I suppose, thought of Prabhupada in that light. And, and why would they think of him like that? Where would that come from? Hmm? That they would think of him in the Madhurya Rasa would be more natural. Hmm? If they were reading the books, why would they think like that? Well, where does it come from? And so many of them. You can find lots of them. Lots of them. Hmm? So there's a very obvious spiritual answer. Well, he, he has that kind of bobs, therefore they're influenced by that. He went out thinking about it. Hmm? So many of them. Now, that being the case, what happened historically... Hmm? You take, let's say, take Manjari Ba, for example. You cannot find this expression anywhere in any of Prabhupada's books, letters, conversations, anywhere. 
Hmm? You can't find it anywhere. Hmm? Now it's the buzz. Hmm? Amongst Prabhupada's disciples who are whatever, you know, into the higher topics and so forth. So it's not that it's not there, as I said, Prabhupada made it clear, gopis highest, so forth and so on. Um, but the specifics about Manjari Bhav and so forth, he has, he was speaking in a more general, broader way. He did not speak on that topic. Hmm? When Hrishikesh's disciple, who had some influence from Bon Marsh, asked him, hmm, Prabhupada, is everybody in Gaudiya Vaishnavas in, in Manjari Bhav? Prabhupada said, down to Sakya. That's what he said, <laughs> down to Sakya. That means Vrindavan begins with Sakyarasa. That's what it begins. A whole bhagyam, a whole bhagyam, nandagova, bhajokasham, yanmitram paramanandam, puna brahmasanatanam. It begins with this. Even the dasya bhakti there, dasyarasa, is tinged with Sakyarasa. It begins there. Hmm? That's what it means in general. But, I mean, if he was in Manjari, probably he would have said, yeah, <laughs> probably. Yeah. It's not just the point of Siddhanta that Prabhupada's making there. Hmm? But he was, um, understandably, not, you know, he wasn't, like, very vocal on that Prayojan Tattva in general. Hmm? And so, but it was it was clear, Gopi Bhav, this was the highest ideal. I think that's pretty clear to anybody. Then what happens is Prabhupada departs, and he says that, well, you know, if you... He's asked by Tamal Krishnamarsh that if you were to pass away, how would we perform the funeral? I was there. I was massaging Prabhupada's feet. And, and then Prabhupada said, that you can ask uh, Narayanamarsh in Mathura, who presided over the ritual for Prabhupada taking sannyas. He was knew those things and he was right there. Then Tamal Krishnamarsh, a peculiar question in a sense, but insightful you know, in retrospect, he said, after your departure, is there anyone else that we can consult with? He said, for philosophy, my God, brother, P.R. Shida, Marsha, Nabdavi. So what happened? We were faithful to Prabhupada after Prabhupada passed away. Went to Narayana Marsh, asked him about the funeral. Went to Shida Marsh, asked him about philosophy. Hmm? Didn't understand the philosophy very well, so couldn't understand it when it was being explained by Shida Marsh. And for unfortunate reasons, some of them defended Shida Marsh and so forth. Hmm? And years later, some of them hmm, went to Narayan Marsh and found that he had wealth of philosophy, philosophical, theological, spiritual insight as well, and he began to share it with them. So both Sridhar Marsh and Narayan Marsh had a professed affinity for Manjari Bhav. Hmm? So the only reason that these two people, Vaishnavas, are in the lives of Prabhupada's disciples, to whatever extent they are, is because of Prabhupada. None of us would have had an interest or even a clue, interest to go anywhere else or a clue that we should or that there was anybody to go to. We had no sense of that. We were just living in the bubble that Prabhupada created and there was Prabhupada and that was Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Other people were out there, but whatever. Prabhupada was all over the world and so forth. So Prabhupada introduced these people to us. That is why some disciples run to them. So, and there are good effects and bad effects. And I mean, basically it was completely non-political, probably introduced them. And then how they all became politicized and so forth. That's a whole other thing. Hmm? Um, and those two are different. 
very different. I mean, I knew them both, Narayan Maharaj and Sridhar Maharaj, very different in disposition, very different in the way they would react to things, some of the things, for example, that uh, they had to deal with, and 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 and, and they had different um, sensibilities about preaching, also. But they, but the overall point is, they were both influenced by this. Uh, their affinity was for Madhuri Rasa, so you can make the argument, Prabhupada made arrangement. Hmm. It's coming from him. Hmm. That's the only reason anybody went there. Hmm. And if they wanted to, and if they wanted to know about this, they could get details hmm, from there. So, as Purimar said, uh, he could make arrangements. Now, if you go, and this is just externally speaking. It's a history. If you go from there and you want to go talk about Shamananda Pandit, for example, then what we find there is what that he was initiated in a Sakyaras lineage, but then, then from the Madhurya side, he was taken. Hmm, to to Madhurya Rasa, hmm. and um, so your question, line of reasoning about it was that, well, the Stai Bab is already there, and so even before it's manifest, it's not going it, to. It, it is what it is, and so it's not, there's no changing it. But it looks like Shamananda's changed. Is I think that's what you were thinking. Or the way you comment on it, but at any rate, it's it the the stayibav that a devotee will develop is entirely based on the association that he has. It's very clearly uh, uh, explained in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. Rupakoswami brings up the question himself: Madhurya Rasa is the highest, objectively speaking, but why is it that devotees sometimes choose others? The answer is because the way they've been influenced in this life and previous lives by certain devotees carrying certain bhavas. That's why. Hmm. So, you might be influenced at different time, but the, the, that's that's the basis. Bhakti comes from bhakti. Hmm. So, bhava comes from bhava. Hmm. Um, so, but that doesn't mean that you might be influenced by by sakya rasa, by somebody, but you might have more powerful influence from madhurya rasa in the formative stage and so forth, and one will take precedence. So it's not that hmm, it's already there, hmm, based on influence. Some influence may be weaker, some may be stronger, and so forth. At a certain point, then, it's not going to change. Hmm. But it's, it's, it hasn't even, you know, formed. Before it has even formed, then there's you might be influenced. So you might be influenced in a particular way, and then have more powerful association in another way. Um, and 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 that will determine your ultimate reality. Some of Prabhupada's disciples thought Prabhupada was born in a Sakyaras family, but he took he he, he took birth in his he was initiated in a Sakyaras lineage. Also, Prabhupada, and, uh, of course, he you know that was a family guru type thing. Their 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 the deity of the family was Uddhava Thakur's deity. They used to go annually to that village. He's one of the daughters of Gopals and so forth. So this is a Vaishnava family he was born in and, and initiated in, in a, by a Kula guru, a family guru, and so forth. But then he took shelter of Bhakti Siddhanta Sosri Thakur to develop the Madhurya side of the of his Priyanarma position. Some of the Gaudiya people, his godbrothers, felt like that about him. 
whatever. So, so, um, so, also was this um, Shamananda who became Shamananda Duke Krishnadas. Um, I want to say that in a, his guru was a Priyanarmasaka. And so they have both a gopi group leader and a gopa group leader, female and male group leader in their, in the leela. And so it's from that side of his Yuteshwari that she came and took him. So he had, and, and when it was all said and done, we see that Subal, who is the guru of Hrdai Chaitanya, was Goridas Pandit, and he had something to do with that. I think, was his name? Shamananda went into meditation. He got a message from Subal. Hmm? Subal tells, so tell, "Tell your guru this, Ridachitanya this, and then he'll know that that this is arrangement is sanctioned by me." Hmm? And so it was a secret that has been told by Goridas Pandit to Ridachitanya, and Goridas Pandit is Subal in the Krishna Lila. So when Shamananda went into meditation. And entered the Leela, Subal said, Tell your guru who thinks that you've you're not following him properly because you've given up the Saki Rasa and you're chasing up the Madriya Rasa, that tell him this and then he'll know it came from me. That, that, that I'm I'm behind this. So so when he, then Shamananda told Tridachitan, he said only Subal could know that. So he actually went and he heard from Subal and so something like that. So that helped? Yeah. Another thing also about the first part of your question is, you know, yes, I have that influence, but I, I know quite a few things. You know, I've been around, I know something, I know quite a bit about Manjari Bhav, probably more than most people who have some, you know, nominal interest in it. And, um, um, and, and also, um, if they have genuine interest in that, then... There are so many practical ways that they could be guided to, to, to cultivate that and so forth. That, I mean, it's there in the texts also to be, it can be brought out. So they're making problems that aren't, that aren't, aren't there. Yes. So when you've been speaking about how Ruchi is the specific nature of, of the jiva comes out. So oh, the, the nature of the bhakti that they're influenced by. So they're comes the out. So would that be at the point that the saiva would be fixed? No, no. Well, it would be fixed in terms of... Is that uh, as far as your, your direction? Your yeah, direction. the direction. But as far as saiva, that has a beginning in bhava bhakti and then it has an end in bhakti bhava bhakti. It's, a, it's a, it's like you're not going to change. That you're not going to change exactly. after that. You're not going to be like thinking, oh. When you attain Ruchi, you're, you're not going to change, right? That's right. That's when Bhakti is Shuddha, then. He becomes a, a pure devotee. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't hear clearly. You said at the stage of Ruchi, it's, it's fixed? What it's going to be is, is what it's going to be. It hasn't manifest. It hasn't manifest. But but it, but it, the taste for it has it's specific, so there's a corresponding object, and then you enter Nirbhav Bhakti, and this just means it's. What's well, it's, it's, when the object is 
becoming clearer to the yeah. The object corresponds with a taste for the bhakti that you have in Richie. Is in asakti. But the Stahibhav begins to manifest in the beginning of Bhav Bhakti, then has a, there's a beginning manifestation and end it means rasa in the end. You know, Stahibhav is the basis there when the Stahibhav is fully in place in relation to the other ingredients, then you can experience Rasananda. So it's some some ways it's synonymous with rasa with the end, although it has its beginning appearance in Bhav Bhakti. And then what is the nature of what will appear that will become clear in, in, in Ruchi. But it can become clear also before that if you, by using your Shastriya, your intelligence from scripture and so forth, understand this is my association, this is the influence of our Sampradaya, and well, we're going there. Something. There's a million choices. I could be a tree, a fruit, a bird, a bee, a, you know. And, and, and therefore, and this is the difference, this is what Sampradayas are. Sampradayas are not just different in Siddhanta, they're different in Bhava. The Bhava arises out of the particular Siddhanta, the Tattva. So, uh, you know, you have a Vaidhi Marg Sampradaya, you're going to have Dasya Bhav, Shanta Bhav there. Uh, you take Balaba Sampradaya, you want to go Vatsali Bhava, you know, it flourishes there. You want Swakya, you go to the Nambarkis. That's what differentiates them. So don't, it's not like you just go to any Sampradaya. You go to the Ramanu Sampradaya and I'll get Gopi Bhava. No, it's not set up like that. It's not. Similarly, Chaitanya Sampradaya is set up in a particular way. It's not set up in a way to give any, any Bhava to anybody. It is in an overarching sense that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Swayam Bhagavan, Hare Krishna Mantra is universal. You would be you if you if you worship Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in pursuit of Dasyabhav and Vaikuntha, you can get it, but you might like the association of the Ramanuja people and so forth or the Madhva people. And I've seen that happen. The Prophet's campaign is big, so many people come from of different influences over different lifetimes. Not all will be right in his group or may some may I've seen some come and they have, they're really interested in this ritualistic bhakti. Like you take that Gorkeshva. <laughs> He has no interest in in Vrindavan Bhakti, no. he gets, so he's initiated by Prabhupada. But he he likes those Ramanuja people and their influence and so forth. No harm. Hmm. So uh, such a deep discussion, and how do you address the, the criticism that would certainly come if someone would hear such a discussion? that here Tripurari is talking all this bhava with new people and... People are asking questions. The deepest thing. Hmm. It depends on the audience. Hmm. People seem to be following and asking relevant questions, so it's not that we you know, feed everybody the same thing. Hmm. Depends on the audience. It's an, it's an occasion. We're talking about the Gopastami, so we're in the middle of the... We're not supposed to read from the tenth canto of the Bhagavatam. Hmm? We it's go we, we you know we entered there from Gopastami. We would try to go through Gorlila. We explained many points of Tattva, hmm? many practical points. Sarvopati vanir muktam, nirmalam. But it, it just happens to be that you know this is this is not that we sit around every day and talk about you know all the details of this. Sakirasa or any other rasa, but sometimes it has a place. So we're in a chapter, this is what the chapter's about. 
And then, I know, there's some confusion about some of these topics. So this is really only, we're only talking about tattva, really. There's also rasa tattva. We're talking about the, the philosophical parameters and how this works. That's very useful. It's really all about tattva. This is not a extended kind of um, exploration of of the uh, well. It's it's anyway. It's about tattva. It's important. What are the then? What are you going to do after this? Now you're going to run out here with sticks? And, you know, no. I, what I emphasize: you have to put your sadaka day in place. You have to serve your your, your guru parampara and so forth. So. Yeah. Um, in this life, in this world, the one when we become, or the more separation we feel, the closer we're becoming Krishna conscious. More Krishna will be more prominent in our life. But when we attain the spiritual realm, and there's gazillions and gazillions of Anjaris um, and Sakyas, um, this do we have that separation as well, or does Krishna expand himself into the many different groups? Yeah, it's not linear like that. So everybody, of course, you also the 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 experience of Krishna is somewhat direct or indirect, but indirect is better. So, but but every like I said, um, yeah, I think I quoted Sanatana Goswami. Every coward thinks Krishna loves him the most, and they're all right. For example, so it applies differently in Madhurya Rasa, but sure, everybody. Um, is uh, fully included, and they, they have. You can't have this stayi bhav and rasa for Krishna, and, and somehow he's not around, or it's always in separation. So there's, generally speaking, there's no separation in the real sense of the full sense of the term in in the Paraviyam that it manifests here. Krishna doesn't go to Dwarka and Mathura. He does go out for the day, and he does go behind trees and. That kind of thing, but um, yeah, but uh, yeah, it's not linear. This well, how's going to Krishna deal with everybody? Like we see in in in, in the Brahma Vimohan Lila, he's with every coward boy sitting right in front of them. Mm-hmm. In Rasa Lila, he's with every every gopi, right at the same time. So. All right, so this is a little, some, a little technical, some of the talk today. Yeah, some important things to learn, but uh, I do appreciate your, your attention, and um, we stop here. It's time for Artik and Prashad. Sri Guru Vaishnav Guru Parampara Ki Jai, Sri Gaurada Madhava Ki Jai, Gaur Bhakta Vrinda Ki Jai, Gaur Premanandi.